is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker and a career and executive coach. And today I welcome Amy Kay Hutchins back to the show. Amy Kay will talk about how to get exactly what you want in life and career without damaging relationships along the way. Amy Kay, welcome back. I'm so happy that you're on the show with me today. Me too. You and I are simpatico on this. Awesome. Well, you have just got a brilliant new book out. It's called Get It, Five Steps to the Sex, Salary, and Success You Want. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I feel like I have given birth again. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. So what was the genesis for this new book? It really started probably very similar to what you've experienced as a coach. And that is you're working with a client and something just clicks. And you're sort of like, wow, that worked for him. That worked for her. Okay, now we're back. That works over here and it works in this scenario. And then it was sort of like, okay, I just, these are proven tools now that I want to share with everybody. Nice. And you know, reading the galley, it it really, if I could sum it up and you tell me if this is accurate, but for me, the premise of the book is you can get what you want one conversation at a time. So is, is that fair? Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And so when people slow down long enough to say, if I just take this one conversation at a time, I can actually get my heart's desire both at home and at work. So walk us through, you are such an action oriented person. And I love that about you because I feel like you're my personal coach when I'm reading the book and and you are right to all the readers. So that's an added bonus. How should leaders be communicating, especially these days, you know, these are turbulent times. I think that it goes back to really getting clear on what it is that you want and then preparing for that very specific conversation. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't uh, plan for the long term or to look outward 30, 60, 90, 180 days, but to realize that to to get there are many wins. And those many wins as a leader are going to happen when you first clarify your real want. So often, Caroline, I'll talk about a profitable conversation. And I don't mean just dollars, although that can certainly be it if we're talking about a sales conversation or new business development strategy. But profitability could be time, energy, ideas, a relationship healed, a boundary established, a better experience, a job you love. And all of that's going to require clarity for what it is that, that you're really chasing. And you broke it down into five really clear steps. So walk the audience through that. So step number one is getting that clarity to to really figure out what's going on underneath the restlessness or underneath the unfulfillment or even what the drivers and motivators are really trying to achieve. Because we know that so many go-getter type A's, they'll cross this goal that they've worked on for so long, they'll cross it off the list but there's still this empty feeling inside. And that's because we know that there's something deeper. So step one is to really get crystal clear on what it is that's happening underneath the surface. And then step number two is about going for connection or power. You very rarely, and I mean very rarely, in a conversation can get both. And so for instance, I'll talk about the fact that there is a lot of power plays at work, and then there are a lot of power plays in relationships. And if one person is seeking power and another person is seeking connection, that relationship will either disintegrate or implode. Makes sense. Yeah. And then step three 
is tuning into all the conversations. And what I mean about that is an ego hook. So for instance, let's just say that I work for you, Caroline, and I come to you and I say, um, Jane is a really difficult person. I don't think Jane's that smart. And I'm talking about a teammate, mm. but I'm complaining to you. Well, you and I are having one conversation. I'm having the conversation that with me, myself, and I inside my own head, and you're having your own internal conversation of, well, Amy Kay, what are you trying to say about me? Because I hired Jane. Do you think I'm an idiot? Like, do you think I'm not a good? And so we have to prepare for really tough conversations that there's more than just the, the literal tangible conversation that we're having. Makes sense. Yeah. And then step four is kind of a fun one. You know that I'm totally irreverent. So step four is own your shit. Hey, I, I celebrate the irreverence, my dear. This is a grown-up show. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really true. So we're all we're all going to have our own missteps. We're all going to have our own mistakes. We have to learn how to sincerely apologize or course correct. And then this whole chapter is all about also de-stinking somebody else's um, issues or missteps. And so it's really about coming to the table with a, how do I play better? How do I get us to play better? And how do I take the stink out of the air? And then that goes to step number five, which is know your lines, both what to say and where to draw them. And you know me, I am not a fan of scripting. Anybody that's ever taken my sales training knows that I'm like anti-scripting, but having one or two brilliant back pocket one-liners is worth its weight in gold. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's, let's use that as a dovetail because one of your many areas of expertise is helping people in the sales realm be awesome, right? So is this a tricky time to sell because of what's happening in the world or should we just not think of it that way and move forward? I'd love your wisdom on that. Whenever there are uncertain times, and that can be anything, whether it's global or regional or an industry turbulence that you're feeling, the first thing that I always tell salespeople is it's absolutely okay to sell because there are still real business needs. There are still real personal needs. There are products and services that people still want, but there's a very big difference between making money from a crisis and making money during a crisis. Mm. And so, yes, the sale is different. Beautifully put, though. Can you articulate the difference and, and how we might approach that? So typically what I, I tell salespeople is that your language is going to change. You're going to lead with a question such as, like, how might we? How might we find a solution that works? How might we adapt? How might we adjust what we're doing that could better meet a need or solution? And just that little phrase, how might we, says, we're in this together. We're going to problem solve and co-create a solution together. So again, you're forming that partnership with your customer or your client, but you're problem solving in such a way that you're getting more buy-in and engagement from the client and the customer. And one of the things that, that I really believe when you sell in a turbulent time is that you have got to be adaptable. And again, it's treating your customers. And I, and I say this before, so if I sound like a broken record, it's because I'm so passionate about it. You have got to stop saying, well, this is the way that we've always done it, or this is our protocol, because you are living outside example, which means you will need to adjust with equity to meet the needs of your customers. And not everybody needs to be treated equally. Some people might need urgent overnight shipping. Some people might need you to waive shipping. Some people might need to be on a payment plan. So you're just going to have to adapt and respond thoughtfully as we go. Got it. So, you know, the, 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 
title just grabs you, right? Get it. Five steps. And then we'll talk about more in, in just a bit in your subtitle. But a lot of people know what they want, but they don't know how to ask for it. So Primus, how do we get to that point? Well, that's exactly what that underlying fundamental of the book book is. And that is that it's the double entendre, that until you get it, that you have to prepare for these conversations because life is happening one conversation at a time. And the life that you desire is on the other side of a tough conversation. Yeah. And so when you get it, these principles, then you actually get it, whatever it is that you want. But it really is, it's learning how to ask. And so I always, I always joke, We've all been given a voice box, but it didn't come with instructions yeah. on how to use it. And so that's what this is really doing. And in these five, each of these five steps, it's giving you templates, it's giving you ideas, it's giving you frameworks so that you can actually learn how to ask for what it is, whether it's, again, a boundary with a friend or more intimacy in a relationship or a promotion at work. Awesome. Amy Kay, we'll be right back after a quick break. Your Working Life is powered by your stories. We want to hear more from our listeners about your experiences in the workplace. Tell us what challenges you've overcome or tips you've learned along the way. And even better, if you don't have the answers, let us know what issues you want to know more about. We want this podcast to serve all of your working life needs. Send me an email at caroline at carolinedowdhiggins.com. So how did you come up with the categories of sex, salary, and success? Besides terrific alliteration, you know, what drew you to those areas? These are the areas where I feel like most of us are really vulnerable. It's, I'll, yeah. I'll put a huge caveat right now, Caroline. I am not a therapist, right? I am not a therapist. But there are so many times with my clients over the years where I will be consulting, we'll be talking business strategy and team dynamics, and then the CEO will call me and inevitably, a few coaching calls in, he or she will say, hey, Amy Kay, do you have five minutes? And I'm like, ooh, okay, <laughs> marriage or kids, marriage or kids, marriage or kids. Right, I'm and going in. <laughs> it's always one of the two. And so relationships have just been a real source of vulnerability. I think a lot of people, your listeners especially, are building careers and they're looking for growth and they're looking for advancement. And we get a lot of mixed messages about how to ask for that. And so that was just really important to me. And then one of the things that's just been probably a reflection of my own journey is that with all of the social media out there and all the extra noise going on, well, globalization is bringing us together and it, there's so much good that's coming out of that. One of the unintended consequences is that it's really hard to tune out the noise. And so learning to define success for yourself and not somebody else, else's definition, learning to stay in your own lane and stop that comparative um, sort of mindset is just super helpful. So let's unpack success, right? Because I, I personally believe that we should all use our power to define success on our own terms. And, you know, you're such a savvy speaker and author and trainer and business strategist. What are you seeing in the trenches out there? Are people aware of what they believe their own success looks like? I think that, unfortunately, even rock star go-getters and influencers 
are getting hooked by somebody else's definition. And so we're doing a lot of copying, we're doing a lot of mimicking, we're doing a lot of following and not a lot of leading. And so, and, and I'm guilty of this too, I'll, I'll be totally vulnerable. When I first started in the online space with my online programs, I tried to match everybody else's online program. I tried to match everybody else's online website and copy. And one of my dearest clients was probably a gift. He wrote to me one morning and he said, your emails are normally about three sentences, four sentences long. He's like, why is this one 27 sentences long? Wow. And I was like, yeah. because it wasn't my voice. Now, they were my words yeah. and I'd written it and it was completely authentic me, but I was following a template of some other woman whose course I'd bought. And I realized that while we can take ideas and suggestions from other people that work, we want to make sure that we keep our voice authentic and genuine to who we really are. And that was a great lesson for me to learn. That's wonderful. Yay. Wonderful to get that honest, candid feedback from a trusted client. That's awesome. So in the book, you write about four tenets, the quality of life. Uh, tell me more about that. Well, it's very simple. And yet I think to me, it's, it's fundamental. And that is life happens one conversation at a time. The quality of your life is a direct reflection of the quality of your conversations. The life you desire is on the other side of a tough conversation and tough conversations navigated successfully, get you what you want and then create the profitable life you desire. However you define profitable. Nice. I appreciate that clarity. So I'm going to pick your brain because I know that I'm, I'm imagining that so many people around the world listening are saying, okay, I get this intellectually, but maybe I don't like tough conversations or I don't have experience. So how does one practice, right? How do you get yourself to that point where you have the self-confidence to insert yourself into that tough conversation and ask for what you want? My personal perspective, and it's just my perspective, is that the only way to get confidence is to take action and then get evidence, get proof that you were successful in that moment. And the more that you can practice Prepping for a conversation, navigating it well, will give you the confidence to keep doing it. And you can start small. It can be on a small ask. It doesn't have to be like the big, you know, huge ask that's standing, you know, like that quote unquote elephant in the room. It can be a small ask that you right. do a conversation prep for. And there's just, there's, there's a lot of tips in the book, but one of the things that I think that's really important, especially for, for all the female listeners right now, this is just from my heart to yours. Women tend to get more emotional when we are nervous about a conversation. That's just part of the DNA wiring of the female. We tend to get... Now, men experience the same emotions that we do. They experience them the same. They express them differently. So women tend to get more physical manifestations. So what happens is, Caroline, when we're having a tough conversation, either our chest tightens or our throat tightens or blood rushes to our face, or sometimes we get verklempt and we get a little teary-eyed. And then the first sure. thing that we do is we apologize. We say, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. So here's what I say. Stop apologizing, but find the phrase of, well, clearly it matters. Or as you can tell, this is really important to me. So instead of apologizing, you're owning it. And the minute that you own it, your body actually starts to relax and recede from those physical manifestations. But if you say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, your body actually gets filled with more tension. 
I love that. And I can, I can just see you coaching someone through that, right? Because there is a physiological response to fear, right? And, and it really is that fight or flight um, reaction that happens in our bodies. So let's, let's take it to a place that everybody can relate to, salary, right? Do you believe that we should always negotiate for a higher salary? Even if you come in, uh, if your employer comes in with something that you think is fair and reasonable. Well, I think that the conversation starts with what it, what it is, again, that you believe is appropriate. Now, I think that when somebody says, hey, we have a starting salary of, let's just say 100 for easy math, like a starting salary of 100, sure. then I, I would start with the, well, then how might we make me a more integrated, successful team player? Like that's, that's where I always start the conversation of is if we're going to start there, then I want to start painting the picture of. How do we set me up to take on more responsibility, to lead, to become more accountable so that it's not too far down the road that I'm going to be asking for um, a financial match or a financial reward on that? So for instance, if you and I are, and I'm getting the job for the first time and I'm interviewing with you and you say, well, here's our package, then if I feel truly that it's below, then I'm going to say that, you know, how might we make sure that this is a match with what's happening um, across the industry? that's reflective of um, gender equality at, at this rate with my responsibility. If it's kind of like exceeding my goal, I might do an internal giggle like, hey, this is great. And I'm still going to say, how might we craft a plan that makes me a more integrated and successful team player in the next 30, 60, 90 days? Because that plan is setting me up to ask for a raise. I love it. I love it. Excellent language. I hope people all over the world are taking notes because that is such good, good language. So Amy Kay, if you could distill just for the podcast today, one message or lesson or, or nugget of wisdom that you want uh, people who read the book to glean, what would that be? That you can have your heart's desire. Mm. You absolutely can. And you don't need to apologize for wanting. Wanting is part of the human condition. And whether it's wanting to create a nonprofit or to be this incredible, radiant, energetic person who's making a positive impact in the world, whether you want a connected, intimate relationship with wonderful, phenomenal sex and intimacy, whether you want to climb the corporate ladder, you are allowed to want. You are absolutely allowed to want. And I think that that's just part of who we are. And so when we learn how to get it, then the whole journey becomes a lot more fun and allows us to make an even bigger difference in the life that we lead. Amy Kay, you are a treasure and I am so grateful for you. Thank you for being on the show with me today. I want to tell our global listening audience about your book. It's called Get It, Five Steps to the Sex, Salary and Success You Want. And of course, it's available on Amazon and at all major book retailers. Thank you, my friend, for being on the show. I wish you continued success, and I hope our paths cross again soon. Me too, Caroline. Thank you. Take good care. And if you like our show, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, and even better, leave us a review, because this helps new people find us online. And let me know what career-minded issues you would like to feature on a future show. You can always find me on Twitter at Higgins. And I want to give a special thanks to my podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank
thank you for making this show awesome for our global listening audience. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. Take good care.